Have no fear of missing out. The show's about FOMO. Your host is Brian Franzo. Tell you what you don't know. And now, your host, iSocial Fans. Welcome back to another episode of FOMO Fans. My name is Brian Fanzo. Excited to be here. This is episode 78. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about strategic serendipity. Yeah, I'm going to mess up that word serendipity a lot. Serendipity. It's like a tongue twister. And for someone that sometimes stutters and mutters and talks really fast, um, <laughs> this episode is going to be a little bit of fun with the word serendipity. But uh, I want to you know, shout out to our sponsors of the show uh, this week, and it's been the sponsors for uh, the last month or so. It's Call for Code. Call for Code is a collaboration partnership between IBM, the Red Cross, and many other programs trying to bring developers together to collaborate and win prizes and solve major um, problems in the world. The first task is actually around um, disaster recovery, around natural disasters. So um, a lot of cool things happening. Uh, check out Call for Code. That is Call, F-O-R, Code. Um, if you know a developer or your friend's a developer or you just want to promote this amazing cause that they have in the works, uh, do me a favor, check them out. They are the sponsors of this podcast, uh, FOMO Fans. And and for those, you know, I, I'd say the title of this episode is Strategic Serendipity. And you might have noticed, I've had some people comment that, Brian, you talk a lot about networking, you talk a lot about community, you talk about a lot about the importance of collaboration, but you don't use the word networking very often. And here's the thing. When someone tells me like how to be a power networker or here's tricks to being great at networking, I feel like they're trying to hack the system or they're trying to put a fancy word on really what it is called, it's building relationships. And I, I do take stock in networking and I'm not bashing those that make a living helping others become better networkers. But here's the thing for me, and, I, and that's the theme of this episode is I think it's much more than just networking, right? It's much more than knowing how to go into a crowded room and not piss off everybody in the room, uh, knowing how to go into a room and, and be strategic with growing relationships. And weirdly enough, when someone tells me they're going to help me be a better networker, I think they always assume that those skills only work offline. And here's the thing, and here's something I want people to think about, is that I don't think of things online versus offline anymore. I think of everything as living, right? Across the board, it is not online versus, uh, online versus offline. It is just, hey, if you are good at this skill offline, you should be able to transition that skill online. If you are good at this skill online, you should be able to transition it offline. And here's the thing. If you are not good at taking one skill online and offline, or back and forth, I don't think you're very good at the skill. I think what you've done is you've either hacked the system or you're riding a wave, right? And I think the people that are really good at building relationships offline, I also believe are really good at building relationships online because it takes a lot of the same work. It takes a lot of the same uh, characteristics. But 
when I say the word strategic serendipity, what I mean by that is, and, and, I, and I get to travel the world as a speaker, as someone that I, I go to tons of events. Um, I've recently launched part of my consulting business now as I work with events to help make their events better, help make them more digitally connected, help them pick speakers that are going to be more relative to their audience, not just go to a speaker bureau and pick the top five people on the list, but really understand their consumers. And so part of my business now is working with events, both corporate events and industry events, on how do you make these events more, more, more awesome in all intents and purposes? How, how, how do you make them more valuable for the sponsor? How do you make them more valuable for the attendee? How do you make them more uh, connected digitally? And one of the things that I think about, you know, when I think about the word serendipity is South by Southwest. I think of South by Southwest, the giant event in Austin, Texas, that happens every March. I think of that event as very serendipity. And serendipitous in the sense that part of the reason I love that event is I can be walking down the street and I could run into someone like Brian Solis. And Brian Solis is like, hey, Brian, I'm going to this this event over here. You should go there. And then while we're on the way, we run into Brian Kramer or we run into uh, one of our other friends or we pick up, you know, last time, one of the times I was there, one of the most serendipity conversations that I had ever had was we were sitting outside and all of a sudden one person came over, got to know us a little bit. um, And then they brought over the the founder of Uber and then the founder of Uber brought over one of the founders of Spotify and at one point I had Uber, Spotify and two massive investors all at one table all very serendipitous on how it happened. And so South by Southwest, why I love South by Southwest as an event is it's because there's so much going on, but there's so many different opportunities if you can open your eyes to these possibilities. And I see my good friend Haley, uh, who I grew up with, uh, saying authenticity online and offline is huge characteristic to the master skill of building relationships. Yes, and here's the thing. When I talk about building relationships offline, you know, when this is the weird part about the the world we live in today is that people that are really good at building relationships in both places understand it's not about them. It's not about us as the person. It's about, you know, how do I share value? How do I connect? And, you know, my dad raised me. I, I will give my dad a lot of credit. My dad always reminded me that you treat people like you want to be treated and you never burn a bridge. And that same should be online. Yet so many people are quick to burn bridges in networking online. I mean, the amount of Instagram DMs or LinkedIn messages I get from people that they connect with me and on that first day, they're pitching me a sale. And my question to them is, would you do that offline? If you met me for the first time at a, at a bar or a networking event, or you met me somewhere, would you immediately shake my hand, introduce yourself and your name, and then pitch me your stupid sales and your stupid services or your product or why do you think you need why I need you? Hell no. You would never do that. But yet online, we do that. And here's the funny part. When I correct people on that, sometimes they'll tell me, well, Brian, it works sometimes. Sometimes it works. And here's the thing. It might work sometimes, but how does it impact your future relationship when it doesn't work? Because here's what I think of this. I believe social equity. I believe social trust. I believe building authentic authentic relationships takes time, takes a lot of work, but can be easily lost 
in a matter of one bad automated message. And here's, here's the example. If you spam me on LinkedIn, if you send me a message the first day that you connect with me, it immediately turns me off. I immediately do not like the way you do business. I do not like the way you treat relationships on online. And therefore, I will not spend time getting to know you in an online platform because you've already lost that social equity with me. And so, yes, I might not have bought the sale today, but that's burning a bridge. In my opinion, when you do not treat relationships as a long-term process and you try to short the, the system, I believe you burn a bridge and you lose the opportunity to build a relationship with that person long-term. So for anybody that says, hey, I'm, I have a hack for networking or, you know, I have... And so... What I mean, so let's bring this full circle. I know I went on a tangent about networking and events, and that's just kind of how this podcast goes. But when I'm being strategic with my serendipity, here's how. Here's what I do before my events, and and I and I know I talked about this at a previous episode. It's actually one of my most popular episodes of this podcast. Is before I go to an event, before I go to something networking, I do a lot of work getting to know people. I, I actually make a list. I go to my notes on my phone and I create a list and I put the name of the event and I put usually five to 10 people on that list with their first and last name, their job title, and something about them that might stand out to me, right? Okay, maybe maybe they're really tall. Maybe they're married and their wife or husband will be with them. I put those 10 people in a list and I do my research about those 10 people. But beyond just doing that research, and, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to the ep- episode that I have um, about networking. I think it's in the early 20s uh, of FOMO fans of the podcast. But here's what I do to create strategic serendipity serendipity and to take this a whole step further. One of the things that I do when I'm at events is I, I like to support other speakers. But you know, just if you're going to a networking event or you're going to an event and you see a list of all the topics that you know, and every event has like ten tracks now because apparently it became cool to have a track for all these different things. But when you're looking at the title of the event, oftentimes this is how people look at it, right? Okay, what's the title of the presentation? What's the name of the person of the speaker on stage? And if the if the title jumps out at you, you might go there. If you've heard of that speaker or maybe the speaker has written a book, or people talk about that speaker a lot, um, maybe you'll go there. But here's what here's a step further that I take it. One of the things that I like to do, because let's remember, the person on stage I'm not going to have a lot of FaceTime with, I ask myself, which one of my friends or the people that I strategically want to network with will also be attending that session, that event? So this is one of the things that when I when I look at networking events, oftentimes people look at the networking event and say, okay, what, what is the networking event about? What can I get out of it? I take this a step further and I like to say, what who else is going to be there? And what is their reasons for attending, right? So when I look at the title of a session or, or something that's going on, I like to even think about it and say, okay, if I go to this session and I'm sitting in the front row and this person or this brand is also going to be in that session, well, now that's someone that I can connect with, right? I can sit next to. It also is a step further because guess what? If I want to meet that person later tonight and I want to have a good uh, you know, conversation, a rich conversation, how strong is it to have a conversation about a session that we both attended? 
So when I talk about strategic serendipity, what I try to make myself is not only set my attention, my intention ahead of time. I see some people talking about that live, but I also I try my best to put myself in situations that allow me to connect with people. And then on top of that, and this is a this is a secret. My good friend Ted Rubin uh, had told me about South by Southwest is he was like Brian, when you go to a session or you think about building out your calendar for events, never say yes to anything. Say maybe to everything. Let me say that again. Never say yes, 100%. I'm going to this session or I'm going to this exact conver- uh, you know, event in a conference, but say maybe. Because here's the thing about serendipity. If someone comes to you a- after a session and they're like, hey, Brian, I was just in that same session you were, and I saw that you, you, know, you were listening to Jay Bear talk about his new book, Talk Triggers. You know, How's your book going? Here's one of the things that you have to be able to do. And this is a skill set. And, and I, if I have to give, if I had to give advice to people on one skill, they need to master in 2018 it's the art of rolling with the punches and rolling with the punches is also being okay with serendipity because here's the thing if an opportunity presents itself and you've said maybe to doing other things you have the opportunity to jump on this new opportunity but if you've locked yourself in to all of these other things that you are doing even in your day-to-day life if you've locked yourself in to a strict calendar and you you refuse to move anything that you have going on guess what that strict calendar does guess what that strict yes does it eliminates the possibility of serendipity so one of the things that I'm trying to tell you on this on this episode of the show and what I want to tell you guys to think about is how many times in your day-to-day business, how many times in your day-to-day life, how many times in what you're doing uh, uh, when you go to events or you're working offline, do you give yourself the opportunity to allow things to happen, to roll with the punches, to go with the flow? I'm going to argue a lot of times you go into an event and you say, I'm going to be here for, I'm, I'm looking at my, my imaginary watch because my eye, my, my watch was not on, but I, you go into an event and you say, I'm going to be here for an hour or you go into a, a session at a, at a, at a conference and you say, okay, well this, this session is from three o'clock to three fifty, and then I have a break. And then at four o'clock, I'm going to go see this person. Here's what I do is I say, these are some things, this is what success of this event looks like for me. These are the things that I want to accomplish, but these are the things that I'm going to let happen as they happen. So not only do I be very strategic with who I'm networking, what I want to get out of the event, but I try to put myself in certain scenarios and certain situations that have new opportunities. And, and I will tell you, I'm, you know, and let me, let me kind of clarify this for a lot of people. I see some people that are saying this online, um, I, 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 I present myself as an, an extrovert, right? I'm very loud and passionate. But here's the thing. I hate, I hate forced conversations. If you sat next to me on an airplane, you would think I am not extroverted. I am not social because I put my headphones on. I pull my beanie down over my head. I do not like talking about the weather. I do not like talking about business or pleasure. I hate forced conversation situations. If I go to my my daughter's friend's birthday parties and all the dads are sitting around the grill and we're talking about the weather and politics and, and, and uh, oh man, it's tough life. I hate those situations give me 
me, it makes my skin crawl. I am not great walking into a room where I know nobody and t- becoming the center of attention or inserting myself in certain um, conversations. But what I am good at, and this is this is this is why I'm going to share this for you guys, is that. I am extroverted once I know people. And here's the thing. Just because I've never met anyone in a room of networkers does not mean I don't know them. Let me say that again. Just because I haven't met them, in, in a, if I walk into a room of 40 people and I've never met any of them, it does not mean I do not know them well enough to be to feel confident to go over and talk to them. And what I mean by that is I will do my research. I will go on their LinkedIn profile. I will see what content they shared last. I will go to their Twitter account or their Facebook page. I will look at what they're talking about. Ooh, maybe they have a brand new event coming up next month. That gives me something to talk about. Ooh, they just talked about the fact they just came back from Aruba. Hey, they're, they're doing a fundraiser bike ride for cancer. That gives me something to talk about. And so what I do to eliminate, because it, it, it's something that is self-conscious for me. I and this is why I don't like email. This is why I don't like picking up the phone and calling people randomly is and, and maybe many of you are like this. Um I don't like disrupting other people. I don't like being someone that interrupts people. I don't feel that what I have to say or who I am is so important that it must disrupt your life. If I call you out of the blue, to me what that means is hey, stop what you're doing. Stop everything. Pick up your phone and talk to me because I am that important. And it, it is something that bothers me. It's something that I struggle with. It, it, it's something I struggle with with sales. It's why oftentimes I don't push out an email newsletter. I don't like disrupting. I like, you know, I push out a lot of content. I have a podcast. I have a Twitter account. I'm on Instagram every single day. I post on LinkedIn five times a week. But here's the thing. I post and I allow you to decide to follow me and I allow you to decide when you consume my content. I don't put it in your face, right? I don't, I don't make you uh, stop what you're doing to consume what I'm doing. And that's something when it comes to networking, like I, I really get turned off at networking events when someone comes up and interrupts me or interrupts a group of people talking and inserts themselves in there, right? And so I'm not going to give you that advice. I know there's a lot of great networkers that are out there that are going to tell you, you know, what things you shouldn't say. And when you, when you ask somebody, don't ask them what they, what they do for a living. Ask them, what's the what's the thing that makes you the most proud right one of the questions that i like to ask people all the time is i'm like what got you excited to wake up this morning right i like to start that conversation and these are there are a bunch of strategic networking um strategies that are out there that's kind of a funny phrase right strategic networking strategies i use the word strategic anyhow that's that's there here nor there but what i like to think of is how can i arm myself. How, I, I know my personality. I know that I do not like interrupting people. And, and I know for some of you guys that are listening to this, they're like, Brian, you don't ever shut up. When you're at an event, you don't stop talking. And here's the difference. I do have a problem sometimes over talking. And it's a, it's something that I'm trying to work on to better myself as a networker, to, to be okay with silence and listening a little bit more. But I also, if, if once I know the people in the group, once I feel comfortable that I understand who they are, I feel like then I'm really good at talking with them, adding value and listening and taking my own value. But until that happens, I struggle a lot of times. And so what I'm telling you guys and what I, the advice I'm giving you to be strategic with your serendipity is serendipity is powerful, right? I used to do one of these things is, and this is going to sound very, um, 
<laughs> it's going to sound very stalkerish maybe, but I used to actually chart on my desk when I worked in the office, at what times did my boss go get coffee in the morning? And I would chart it for like an entire month and say, ooh, he went at 9 o'clock, he went at 10 o'clock, he went at 9.30. And what I would do is I would understand what time he went to get his coffee over a month. And I would write these things down. Because one of the, th the other things that I knew was I knew that I needed to be top of mind, right? Out of sight, out of mind. But it's a different, it's, it's one thing if you're going in your boss's office and disrupting and, 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 and kind of taking up their time. It's another thing that if you all of a sudden appear at the coffee machine at the same time as your boss. Or maybe you know that your boss needs their coffee first before you even want to talk to them because if you talk to them before they have their coffee, it's going to throw you off. Being strategic with how you make those things happen is really where the magic is. I oftentimes will even do something like this is I will look on someone's Twitter account that is going to an event and oftentimes they will tweet out, I can't wait for Daniel Pink's session or... I know I'm going to get there early so I can watch Simon Sinek on stage. Well, guess what I do? I reply to them and say, hey, I'm going to that session as well. Any chance you want to meet up for a coffee beforehand? Or, hey, can you save me a seat? I'll be attending that event as well, right? So this is being very strategic with your relationship building, being strategic with your time, but at the same time, giving yourself the opportunity to roll with the punches, to roll with things as they go, right? And I think I, I see some people on the Facebook Live and Periscope that are watching watching this live and they're agreeing as well. And, and this is one of those things that I'm going to challenge everybody there, right? Everybody that's listening to this, this episode, episode 78 of the FOMO fans podcast sponsored by call for code. I want everybody to ask yourself, do I give myself every day and do I give myself at offline events, the opportunity to seize serendipity moments, right? If, if something happens and someone comes up to me and says, hey, it was so cool that we wrote in the same session and you start talking, are you so locked into your schedule that you have to stop this amazing conversation and say, hey, I would love to get, you know, get to know you more. Let's change business cards so we can go uh, never email each other and just throw our business cards out because that's what happens. Or have you set yourself up to be serendipitous and you can actually roll with the punches? And when someone says, well, hey, would you want to sit down? Like this, this happened to me in Dallas two weeks ago is I met somebody who actually saw me speak. And after I saw she saw me speak, she came up to me and she said, Brian, I want to hire you. I, I, I want to hire you. Would you happen to have a half hour later on today for us to sit down face to face? Well, I immediately grabbed my business card and said, hey, let's set up a, actually, you know what? Yes, I, I can move a couple things around. How about let's meet at four o'clock at the Starbucks machine? Now, I knew that I had a four o'clock session that I wanted to go to, but I said that I was maybe going to that session. I didn't lock myself in because I allowed this moment to come to me and then my, for me to seize the moment. I ended up sitting down with this, with, with this lady for about 45 minutes, almost to an hour. We mapped out a bunch of stuff. I have a call with her in two weeks that hopefully we'll will turn into a very large business of where I'm going to be helping and consulting on multiple events that she runs. And the crazy part about that, it was because I allowed that moment to happen. And then I also was allowing the rest of my day to roll with the punches. And so I do believe in the, the importance of serendipity. I do believe, hey, trust me, I understand sometimes you are calendar driven. But what I'm asking you does your calendar eliminate the possibility of new things to happen? Because there's lots of people that are out there right now that says, Brian, how have you grown your speaking business? Brian, how are, you, how are you all of a sudden on all these stages? Here's how I've done it. 
I've been strategic with my relationship building. I've been strategic with my content, but I've also allowed moments to happen. I was at one event and someone at the event, uh, my friend Scott said, hey, why don't we all go to Waffle House in the middle of the day? In the middle of an event that we paid money to go to, he said, why don't we all go to Waffle House? The, uh, The fact that I had in my head that I was going to be open to doing whatever, I ended up going to the Waffle House with about 18 other speakers building very strong relationships. And when I messaged a couple of my friends that were also at that event, they said, Brian, man, I really wish I would have gone to Waffle House with you, but I had already locked in that I was going to these two sessions. And what I told them is, I understand that you locked in going to those two sessions, but did you consider the opportunity, the success available for skipping those sessions and going to Waffle House? And they were like, well, no, because my cal- on my calendar, it said that I was going to this event. And I was like, well, on my calendar, it said these are events I would like to attend, but I was not going to eliminate the possibility of something like this happening. And so I, I truly do believe that relationships are the key. Uh, over 60% of my business um, today, my, my booked business comes from uh, referrals. Those that have seen me on stage, fellow speakers, event organizers, or even you guys, the podcast listeners here, um, I thank you guys so much. A lot of you go tell your bosses or you go tell your friends or maybe you're on an association and you tell your association that they should hire me to speak. And I, 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 I take that with so much uh, pride and I'm so, I'm so much gratitude for those that are willing to do that. And I can tell you a lot of these relationships that I build are because I allow the opportunity to happen. And so uh, that's what I wanted to talk about in this episode. Hopefully this guy gave you some ideas, gave you some sparks, gave you the, the open opportunity. The next time you go to a networking event, the network next time you're going to a, uh, in your, maybe you're in your office and you're having a, a lunch, a food truck Friday, ask yourself, what can I learn about somebody before I get there that will allow me to have a stronger conversation, a stronger relationship? And then ask yourself, how can I roll with the punches and allow other things to happen to maybe add more value to my life, maybe add more value to my business? Because I think that being allowing those serendipity moments to happen is where this magic happens, where oftentimes we can turn a lukewarm relationship into a powerful business relationship. And all it took was being open to the possibilities and the unknown. My name is Brian Fanzo. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 78. Remember, my friends, to truly collaborate, to work with others, it must be mutually beneficial. I challenge you to ask yourself in everything you're working in, every Facebook group, every team that you're working in, what am I adding to the group and what am, I, what am I getting out of the group? If you are not adding value or you are not gaining value yourself, I question the value of that, that you have to that group and the value that group has to your life. The future of innovation is collaboration, but the magic of collaboration only happens when it is mutually beneficial for all parties involved. My name is Brian Fanzo. Make it a great day, my friends, and open your mind to the possibilities of serendipity and all the fun that comes with it. Cheers.